Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And we are back. It is an all-new episode of Talking Terror. I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode, in which we'll be discussing the Ghoul Geek Heath's trick of the week, Hell Comes to Frog Town, from 1988, and directed by Donald G. Jackson. So that's on later on in the show. So welcome. We hope you're all surviving this quarantine, stay-at-home, COVID-19 bullshit. I know I'm doing the best that I can, but let me bring on the bold and the beautiful of the Ghoul Geek himself, Keith. What up, everybody? Oh, frog. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. We're excited to have you here for your picture today. <laughs> no, I'm not going to kiss you. That's okay. I'll say that for later. Once I've had a couple more beers, then we'll discuss it. <laughs> Put your tongue in my mouth. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Getting down on a Wednesday night. And we're also joined by the Prince of my Morris Day, the psychotic semi himself, the mad monkey. Yes, bring it, funky. Yes, this is the Bad Monkey broadcasting to you on lockdown from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we, who are my lovely co-hosts, bring you the best goddamn podcast in the world that is Talking Terror. So listen in, listen live, listen later. It don't matter just as long as you fucking listen, because we love you and we know that you love us. Thank you, Mom. Take the damn Lord's name in vain, Monkey. Wow, and coming out strong. He's done his coke. He's ready to go. All ready for the next two hours. Woo. He's in the house as well. Welcome back, Doc Dean, whatever you want us to call you these days. Uh, hello, cool cats and kittens. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you have cats out there. Oh, dig it. All right, so we're here. Does anybody uh, have anybody yeah. want to kick up the show with? Just real quick. Um, just <laughs> nice to hear from to everybody ask... tonight. Have a nice time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just, just wanted to ask the ghoul real quick. So, how's business with the new earrings and stuff like that with the current situation? Uh, you know, things are uh, things are good. You know, plenty of people flooding to the uh, to the store, but uh, you know, we can always use more. So, yes, absolutely. Get your asses over to Bonfire Beat Designs on Etsy. You know, buy some CP earrings or whatever she wants to call them. I don't know what they are, but, you know, she's she's trapped in the house just like all of you fucking people are. So she's making shit. So please, make space for me. Okay, buy the stuff. We're all, we're all making shit, too. Um, we just need to be able to find the paper to clean it. That's true. Uh, oh, you're making shit. Uh, yes. Oh, he, he makes funny poopo joke. <laughs> oh, caca. Oh, papa, papa. Batman. Batman. We all have plenty of free time in our hands. Oh, baby. Wait, 
baby. You'll see me in my free time. I'm thinking about spending $2,000 on a tiger. Who knows? It's not that much for a tiger. I can afford it. Uh, yeah, let's get the stable part out of the way here because apparently that's like the big thing right now all over fucking Netflix is this little show called Tiger King. And are all of you are all of you have cats watching this thing? Because I'm gonna take note because me personally, we all know the monkey only has but so many brain cells to spare. So I'm trying to avoid this show like the plague or 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 the Rona just because. I don't want to get any stupider than I already am. But let's get into this shit, man. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Look, monkey. Come on. Like, there's, 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 <laughs> there's really not much that we can say to you if you haven't seen it. But I, I fully understand your stance on wanting to keep the brain cells that you have left. But this is truly, this is truly a story of America. Like, this is the true America. Oh, yeah. Um, America. You know? Uh, I really, yeah. I really think you should you should reconsider your stance on this one because it is truly uh, a snapshot of America, uh, a truly unique place on planet Earth, and uh, you know I I really think you should consider watching. Now, feel, like for those of you that have watched watch this, you know, feel free to go into it. Don't worry about giving, you know, giving away spoilers or anything like that. You know, but feel free to get into this because the diva, unfortunately, has me downloading it right now at this very moment uh, because she definitely because she definitely has to watch this thing. She is going apeshit because of all the stuff that's going all over the internet, all over television. Like, no one can get enough of this shit. So, guys, elaborate. What is Tiger King and why is this such a big thing? It's because it's what we need right now. We're all in quarantine. We're all stuck. There's nothing else to watch. So why not watch the saga of Joe Exotic and his adventures through 2016 through 2018 to his ultimate arrest for trying to kill another rival tiger owner, Carol Baskin, who possibly killed her own husband in a tiger pit of her own. It's a whole bunch of weird shit. I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to spoil it for you, monkey, because you haven't seen it yet. But trust me, it just it goes places you don't think it's gonna go. Yeah. No, seriously, feel free to elaborate here. Come on, talk about this shit, man. Let's let's get into it, guys. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you had two hundred tigers, two dudes at the same time, bro? <laughs> so Joe Joe Exotic uh, is a gay gun-toting uh, zoo proprietor who thrives mm-hmm. on his collection of big cats. Uh, with his collection of husbands, uh, much younger husbands. Um, and, uh, you know, they had a road show where they would bring their cats around the country to malls and stuff. And then uh, there's another big cat park owner named Carol Baskin, who is against all of the things that Joe and some of the other big cat park owners in the country uh, do. And she's trying to get them all shut down at a, at a very serious, severe rivalry between Joe Exotic and uh, Carol Baskin, uh, develops where Joe Exotic has his own internet TV show, and all he does is talk about uh, all the different ways he would like to kill her, uh, as well as 
uh, accusations that she has killed her first husband and fed him uh, to the cats because her first husband disappeared under mysterious circumstances uh, and was the, it's a cold case that was never solved. Uh, there's also these other big cat park owners that are watching and commenting from afar and some other big cat people that are trying to worm their way in and take advantage of the situation. So uh, I, 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 I don't even know how to continue to describe it except it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> these fucking lunatics that own these fucking big cat parks all over the country and they're fucking crazy. Like one of the guys uh, is like views himself, Doc Antle uh, views himself as like a like a cult leader where he, he has mm-hmm. a harem of women that are all his women uh, and yep. all his cats and he's like a he, cat god. I don't think he views himself as that. Oh, he definitely is. <laughs> he doesn't see himself as um, that. But those women do. <laughs> All we have to do is fuck them, and then we get to play with tigers. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, we're all his wives. Yeah, they're all my girls. You know, they're free to leave, but you know, they got their own places. All they got to do is ride the cock, and that's your key to Tiger Town. Yeah, he gets them all boob jobs, and they, they have to wear scantily yeah. clad outfits. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always dressed at uh, scantily clad Man, outfits, you know this. and they have giant, giant fake boobs, and they pose in erotic poses with the tigers and stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna, yeah, gonna make me laugh. Please, please tell me Siegfried and Roy's involved with this somehow. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. But these, this, these guys, this is like at Joe Exotic's house is like, uh, like the meth. White trash, Siegfried and Roy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> completely. Mass him taking all those like glamour shots with him and his boy, Siegfried his husband. Uh, no shirts on, just posing with each other, with tigers. He has that big throne in his uh, captivity <laughs> that he sits on for his show, Joe Exotic TV. He tried to run for president <laughs> in 2016. He tried unsuccessfully to run for president in 2016. He also tried to run for governor of Oklahoma, and he got 90 percent of the vote. Nineteen percent. Yeah, so he got nineteen percent of the vote, which is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, I also it. heard I, I I also heard that um they are looking at reopening um the Carol Baskin. They case. have. Yes, they are. Uh, they are. They they have, yeah. <laughs> and then I just heard today on Entertainment Tonight that Joe Exotic is now trying to sue <laughs> about this movie. Or about this series. Joe Exotic is suing everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody, yeah. All he's suing. And he is petitioning, uh, he's petitioning the president for a full pardon. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to it. say that whoever created that image of Joe Exotic, of, of the, the president's face superimposed over yes. Joe Exotic's face. Amazing. Uh, I mean, let's be real. If you, have, if you examine the entire career of uh, of the man who is currently the president of the United States, like Joe Exotic is like a like a true visual representation of the truth behind behind the president. He just needs a handlebar mustache and blonde in a mullet, and we would have Donald Trump <laughs> and that empire ring that he has. Uh, and it's, that's the thing is that Joe Exotic, out of all these people, he's like even though he's just brash and gay and all these other things, he's kind of like the innocent guy. And all this. Yeah, he made a lot of accusations. He said he wanted to kill Carol Baskin, but at the same time, I kind of feel bad for him in a lot of ways. Him having to serve a 22-year sentence 
you know, for this potential hit on Carol Baskin. I don't think it was deserved. But, again, Monkey, you're going to have to watch the seven parts yeah. and get back to us now, and just by the end of now, it. Now, is this a, um, a fictional sh- show where they're reenacting the stuff that no, we're going no, with no. This? no, all real all footage. All the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, uh, the real, it's the real footage is because Joe, in all of his geniusness, because he was constantly having this guy follow him around for a television series. So mm-hmm. all of it is just filmed pretty much from Joe's perspective. And then interviews of various people that have been done over time as well. Yeah. Um, it's definitely put together in a way to make all of them look like they're all out of their fucking mind. They are. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you have the one, uh, the transgender person that works for Joe Exotic, Sass, who had her arm ripped off by a tiger and then went back to work five days later because that loyal she is to Joe Exotic. Like, unfucking believable Like, five days later? Oh, yeah. No, it happens. And, and then he goes to the customers. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He walks into the gift shop and he's like, hey, uh, I have to make a very important announcement that, um, you know, a tiger just bit off the arm of one of our employees. And, uh, you know, if you'd like a discount or, or a refund or, or you want to, you know, give your ticket, get your ticket for another time, uh, we'll take care of you. And also, uh, somewhere in all of this going on, Joe Exotic found the time to put an EMT uh, medical yes. jacket on. The bomber jacket. <laughs> now, flex is in, that? In, in some of my reading about this, I learned that legitimately uh, when Joe Exotic was in his 20s, he was a, a one also – a first responding paramedic, and he also was a police officer when he was in his 20s. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, so that's a new fact. I just thought he bought that jacket. <laughs> he just put it on. Just to be like, yeah, EMT over here. Everybody back out. Anybody want a gift card on the way out or something? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's wild. And, yeah, it's, you're going to have fun with it, monkey. You're going to be like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> These are all garbage people. In Oklahoma with tigers. Uh, oh, okay. So the entire thing takes place in Oklahoma as They're well. They're just people. They're people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get, some, you get some stuff that's over in, like, North Carolina, some stuff that's in Florida. Florida. Again, yeah. You know, it's, a, uh, it's definitely an interesting watch. You start, you're not going to be able to stop because that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It looks you right off the bat, man. And then you have the one guy, I, Jeff Lowe, who takes over the GW Zoo, who looks like fucking Ed Hardy brought the life with his fucking hats and shit like that. series in one day. I literally started yeah, yeah, that I morning and yep. could, not, I could not stop. No. Yeah. It, just, it was the valuable. most normal yeah. one. The most normal one in the whole series was the guy that was the massive cocaine dealer. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. Yeah. The one who had the girlfriend, he got pregnant, then he was looking for hot nannies. Well, got to get he's the, one that, they, he's he's the one that they portrayed as the most normal. It doesn't mean that the guy is well, normal yes. anyway. No, of course. Form, so. That's a very good point. Well, then they had the fat guy with the Robin Hood like style haircut for some reason. Who's an FBI informant? The guy has like 500 pounds. And he's got that weird haircut. And he's like, that's why I decided to be an FBI informant. But to put all these motherfuckers in jail. Then they just show him on the fucking jet skis. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it's all over the place. By episode seven, you're like, why? This is just, I want more. I want more than seven episodes. I want seven more. <laughs> Somebody produce it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see more of it. Okay. <laughs> well, supposedly they're like making a movie now. So. It's, well, it's 
funny too. It just reminded me of the fact that you know we had that fucking person that was right down the road from here in Jackson who had all those lions and shit, and the one that got mm-hmm. out. Tigers, that's tigers. Up. That's that lady in Jackson. Uh, I, I couldn't remember tigers. Lions she had like tigers. I know it wasn't bears. No, she had like 20, <laughs> oh 21 or twenty-two tigers, and uh, one of them got loose and was wandering around Jackson. And uh, mm-hmm. they 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 wanted to take them away from her, and it became this long, uh, drawn out case that took a long, it took several years, and ultimately they did, uh, they were able to remove the tigers from her. Ultimately. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, anybody would want to own okay. them. They're fucking wild animals, <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, no well, I mean, you know, I know the, the uh, big worry is that that one got out. You got kids waiting to get on the school bus. Yeah. You know, you never know what this fucking thing's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the worry. But yeah, that's how you're thinking about show. It's amazing. <laughs> this is sardine oil. When the one tiger attacks Joe Exotic's foot, he's like, "Goddamn sardine oil! The hell, <laughs> Carol Basket, Carol fucking Basket." <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's so good. Like I want to rewatch it now <laughs> because I've already watched it, but I want to go back in just for another go at Joe Exotic. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, one the thing I want to talk about—they don't is, uh, show you in the brochures. No, they don't. No, <laughs> but it's probably in Joe Exotic's brochure. Um, so yeah, the one thing I wanted to talk about real quick before we get into horror news is that I actually watched the new Joe Bagos' movie VFW. I know this is one that uh, the doc has brought up on the show before. Uh, it's got Martin Cove, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, Stephen Lang. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. It's so badass. Like, it's just such a great siege movie that will take it right back to the 80s. And all these guys whipping out guns and axes and everything like that to go against this band of drug-addicted street punks that act like zombies. And, like, you can't beat them. Like, you know, you have to really go at these guys. Um, perfect siege movie. I know that uh, we covered Bliss, and that wasn't uh, a good one, but... I think this one is a siege movie. You guys might like a little bit better. Is it bloody? Oh, yeah. There's so much blood. Like, it's covered. The way that they, they kill these people in different ways. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but, yeah. But it's cool to see Martin Cove and all these badasses, you know, in his roles as old men battling younger people but holding their own. You know, in the CSW, George Went shows up at one point, so you get Norm, you know, so I don't want to tell you what happens to him, but it's pretty fucking epic. Um, but yeah, Joe Bagos is VFW, you can't say enough good shit about it. It's on Voodoo right now for digital, uh, and it's also on Blu-ray for pickup in the store. Well, when you can go back to the store, <laughs> whatever that is, you can pick it up. When the store is open back up, it's, it's available on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> or online purchase, I'm sure. You know, Amazon and one of those other sites. But, yeah, definitely check out VFW. Um, I also have a copy of Erotica, the Glenn Danzig movie. That is not good. So I don't want to go into too much of that. Just not worth it. It makes the room by Tommy Wiseau look like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> That's what I've heard, man, because actually um, I, I had one of my truck drivers at work uh, tell me that he went to a screening that was actually hosted by Glenn Danzig. And oh, said, man. And he he said the only reason he went was to see Glenn Danzig, but he said the actual movie itself was just bloody horrible. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's like the room horror wise, but it makes you want to watch the room again because that's like fucking Oscar worthy compared to Erotica. So it's it's got its good points, but overall the Glenn stick to music, man. Just stick to making music. You know, you're not Rob Zombie. 
<laughs> Sorry. You gave it a Rob shot. Zombie's, <laughs> Rob Zombie's not even Rob Zombie, okay? If Rob Zombie thinks he's Rob Zombie, but he's not really Rob Zombie. He, he, he needs to stick to music, too. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that completely, because I do like some of Rob's movies. Like House of Corpses, I think, is great. Devil Rejects, even Words of Salem. You know, I kind of have a soft spot for it after a while. It took me a while to get into that movie, but I actually kind of like that now. Um, so I think that Rob, you know, he needs to get out of the 70s for sure, move on to another decade. But otherwise, <laughs> I like his movies. I mean, I, I think that he does a good job. Um, but, yeah, th- those are the two movies that I watched recently. But, uh, all right, Doc, so getting into horror news, what do we got tonight? Well, you were talking about um, uh, VF. W, so I want to just jump into uh, some news about that. Uh, okay. The uh, company Witter Entertainment uh, is putting out a limited edition, limited edition VHS tape of VFW. Okay. Fifty copies. Fifty copies. That's going to be in the four-three full-frame format. Love it. And uh, that's available uh, right now at the Witter Entertainment website. Uh, I believe it was released yesterday or today. And, uh, you know, if you uh, are interested in a VHS copy of this movie, you better act fast because there's only 50. How much is that going to run? Do you know? I do not know, but let's see. I can do some quick uh, uh, research. I mean, we talked about that before, how, you know, the whole VHS thing is making a comeback, especially with some of these releases. You know, I don't know where you're going to find a uh, VHS yeah. player except for Goodwill. Yeah. But you can pick one up for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Goodwill, you know, and pop I, in these movies. I, I, still, I still have mine. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're yeah. keeping the VHS but, thing alive. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, but at the same time, man, it's like, you know, VHS, you know, versus uh, – the DVD, though, it's like, you know, they, they could just take such a fucking beating, man, and just still kept playing. You know, it's just... Yeah. Again, again yeah. 20 yeah, bucks. And I think it's like... Okay. That's it? $20. That's not bad. And already sold and out. 50. Oh, seriously, oh. missed it. Damn it. Missed it. Well, I mean, no. Apparently, apparently this company is, um, you know, I guess cornering the market on... on VHS tapes. They have what, several for Witter sale. Entertainment. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this is like going to become the new hipster thing. You know, like vinyl was, you know, for uh, hipsters. You know, like about ten years ago. I wonder if this is going to become the new thing for them. Well, uh, currently available. Mm-hmm. Uh, titles they have right now that are still available that are not sold out include uh, Patchwork. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, Victor Crowley, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers, something called <laughs> Director's Cut, something called Extremity, something called Portals, Red Christmas, starring D. Wallace, and All the Creatures Were Stirring. Uh, the uh-huh, rest of their VHS catalog uh, appears to be sold out with titles such as Terrifier, Antrim, uh, survival of the Film Freaks, Dead by Midnight, Book of Monsters, and a whole bunch of other shit that no one's ever heard of. Oh, okay. So, Western known hard. Yeah, except for me, who I've known half of those movies, including all the creatures we're staring. That's uh, Rebecca McKendry and her husband, David Ian McKendry. Uh, Rebecca was on our show way back in the day. 
but yeah, all the pictures were starring. It's on uh, Shutter and Tubi, I think, right now. It's excellent. Even though it's a Christmas movie, still a fun one. You know, if you guys are looking for something to watch during this quarantine. <laughs> okay. What else you got on news, Doc? <laughs> As the Friday the 13th, Ada uh, drags on in the courtroom uh, another Friday the 13th uh, product is somehow going to be able to enter the arena uh, later this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Somehow there's going to be an officially licensed Friday the 13th board game uh, that's coming out allegedly late summer with a price tag of $29.99. I can give you a whole rundown of what the game entails as far as the different pieces and such that it comes with. Uh, but okay. apparently some, somehow there's going to be an officially licensed Friday the 13th game. I don't know if they've been creating this on the assumption that this case is supposed to be over soon. I have no idea if everything going on with the coronavirus has put things with the court case on hold because the last we had talked about on the show, that case was supposed to be over like April slash May. Slash. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I saw this as well because we have um, – the King put a post about this on the Talking Terror page, and me, who sometimes play plays Euro games, uh, some, can sometimes lure the King into playing some Euro games over at the Evil Lair here. Did um, you say urine games? I'm, <laughs> Euro games. So wet. Not Euro. You, not urine. No, 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 no golden showers here. Yeah, thanks for the support, you know. But but uh yeah but, but um you know those kind of games and I'm glad to see them going this route as far as the board game where it's going to be uh, it looks like a, a fun style of board game where it's easily going to take uh, an hour to three hours to play. We're not talking about yeah, a know, board game like Monopoly or something like I, that. We're talking about a, yeah, a Euro I, style game. Yeah. yeah, I just saw about this game today and then started researching if this was some kind of. Uh, you know, April Fool's prank or something, but I can't find mm-hmm. any information, nor can I find any any joke in the description that's like the secret indicator that it is a prank. So, well, I mean, if you can't find any info, I mean, I don't necessarily think they'll put in there that there's a joke involved. So, yeah, it's very well possible that it is just that, a joke. I mean, the website's uh, official. I checked uh, out the website. Uh, uh, I don't know anyone's reading the whole website. Uh, yeah, for, for a bulls joke. For, for price, yeah, it's single business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that was my first thought. People have done more for less. So, I'll be buying that game just so I can get the king over here to play some Euro games. <laughs> well, I know that The uh, the Shining has a board game, too, that just came out. I know that you can buy it either at Target or Walmart. I know a friend of mine picked it up. Hasn't played it yet, but there is a Shining board game. That I would actually buy, so I could bring that over for Euro game night, make it somewhat <laughs> enjoyable for me, so I don't have to play fucking Knights and Demons or whatever else games you have where you have to spin for fucking three hours. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Spin for three? For, what are you talking? It I'm feels like three hours. Like Sounds like you guys are getting three hours. Yeah, because <laughs> it is playing for. Th- because that's the thing about these games is. They are meant to be played for several hours. It's not supposed to be shoots and ladders or something like that, man. It's an in you. It's an in-depth game where you gotta c- commit and go in there, and you gotta build your character and 
produced it, figure out scenarios and that crap. Yeah, and that's the thing about these style of board games is they are commitments to play. <laughs> yeah, I need like an hour. That's it. Hour is my limit. I'm like, all right, are we done? Did we win? No. All right, no, I guess we'll no. go for another hour. <laughs> all so right. I'm staring you know what, at the ceiling going, are we done? I, I'm not that far behind you with that, man. You know, sometimes yeah. Yeah, you, you just want something that's a quick hit, man, in and out. <laughs> that's why I like Cards Against Humanity. At least it's fun. There we go. I like that, or Candyland, or something. Not going to take too much of my time. <laughs> you know, real quick shots. Yeah, that's that's all yeah. I need. I, I mean, they're fun in theory, but I'm like, yeah, no, hour. <laughs> you know, just bank yeah. on it and be done. Yeah. You know, and then we had a good time and it's over. Let's move on to the next one. Um, all right. So, what's next, Doc? Uh, David Harbour announced that uh, Stranger Things season four uh, was supposed to debut in early 2021, but now, uh, given everything that's going on in our strange universe, uh, he is uncertain when Stranger Things oh, is going, going to end up airing. Well, they had to postpone because of the corona, so. Yeah, well, they can't and film that's anymore. the theme of some other items, apparently, you know, as we know, uh, with the coronavirus, everything is on hold. Everything is postponed. Uh, I read today that the Ghostbusters movie now is being postponed. Um, yeah. Everything is on hiatus. Until 2021. Yeah, Ghostbusters. March 5th, I think, uh, is Ghostbusters oh, I Afterlife. I didn't, I didn't see a date. Because I know Mobius, the Jared Leto Marvel movie, got pushed back to March 15th or March 19th, rather, uh, 2021. And I think uh, March 5th for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that got pushed back, too. So this is one of those things where it's the studios are now kind of worrying if the summer blockbuster season is officially over and if they're going to have to push it towards the fall. You know, I mean, they're taking these huge hits. You know, it's it's uh, weird to see. Weird time. But these releases, you know, what else is going to cancel? But it's not... It's not stopping them from trying to charge you full price if you want to get the shit at home, though, right, Ghoul? <laughs> what, man? <laughs> it depends on what you want, though. I mean, you know, he got bloodshot, but he liked it. So, was money well spent? I don't mind paying the movies if I'm going to own them as long as I'm going to fucking own them, man. That's that's my big thing. Yeah. I'm looking to pay twenty bucks to rent something. That's some more shit right there. That's what I'm talking about, man. Is how they're trying to do the VOD stuff right now, but they're trying to charge you the admission of a ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what if? Just out of pure, and again, I don't I don't rent any of these new movies. I like VOD is like not my thing. Uh, but you know, if they put what's supposed to be a current release out there and it costs twenty bucks. Like, what if it's a, and again, this is a hypothetical situation and everyone's situation is different, but like, what right. if it's a family of four that's sitting down to watch it and it's only five bucks a piece, which is mm. cheaper than if all four were going to the theater to buy movie tickets? That's true, too. That's, that's a good way to look at it. That's, that's yeah. a way to look at it. I, I don't disagree with that. But, you know, again, considering that the movies that are currently for rent in the $20 category, at least on Xbox anyway, it is, um, Oh, you know, the the Invisible Man, um, the one that got delayed forever, the game or whatever it's called. The Hunt. And something called yeah. the, hunt. Oh, the Hunt. And 
The Hunt, and Emma. So you tell me which which out of those three movies are there for your family to watch for twenty bucks. You know what? Disney, Disney I don't know because right I don't even know what's out. I don't even know what's out there because honestly, I wouldn't even know where to go to 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 find that stuff. So. Mm. Well, you don't have Amazon or or any of those those streaming yeah, oh, sites showing, or services. They're showing, they're, yeah, they're showing yeah. them through Amazon. Absolutely. Okay. All, all digital services have these things available. Um, mm-hmm. So, but again, like you know, the ones that are for family, you know, like uh, Onward from Disney, you know, that came out. Guess what? They put it out for twenty bucks to own. So I bought it. You oh, know, I'm, again, I have no, I have no problem paying for something that I know that I'm going to get full value for it. Because otherwise, right. I'm just going to wait. And you know what? If I don't see it in the theaters in a couple of years, I'll catch it at some other point. But I'm not paying a premium for something I'm going to watch once. I only have the ability yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, and that's like uh, you don't you get for a 24-hour period. You watch it more than once in 24 hours. I think it's it's you can see the 24 or 48, but again, I'm not somebody that's going to watch a movie oh. twice within a 24-hour period. That's just not. You're not. No. No. Unless it's a Star Wars or a fucking Avengers movie, it ain't happening. I was going to say, unless it's in game. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I saw that movie six times in theaters, and since owning it, I think I've put it on two, maybe three times tops. Yeah, that's the reason I mm-hmm. saw it in the theater as much as I did, was to get that out of my system. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, it all comes down to what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, VFW. Like I was saying, that was three ninety nine to rent on Voodoo for forty eight hours. That's fine. Three ninety nine to drop in the bucket. And I was glad to have it for forty eight hours. I watched it twice. <laughs> you know, so but like the Invisible Man, I really want to see it, but I don't want to pay twenty dollars to have a rental. Like, if yeah. you want me to buy it, yes, I'll buy it for twenty dollars. I want to see it, I'll buy it for twenty dollars, but I'm not renting it because <laughs> it sucks. Then it's going to be, you know, you know, $20. And now you're stuck with it. But <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be great. But, I mean, there's other ways I could watch it. We know that. <laughs> um, you know, I'll stick to the right ways. But uh, it's just, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like I had said, is this something that we're going to have to prepare for, for a summer blockbuster season to be completely canceled? Like, we're not going to get those big movies that we've been waiting for. You know, it's all going to be yeah, just taken I, away, and that's it. I, I well, think it's pretty much been called. Goes, well, yeah, it has been called to a degree. I think what's going to happen is as we start to see the downturn of this whole entire thing, as we start to head downhill and we're getting, you know, less amounts per day and all of that stuff, you know, they'll start opening certain things again, theaters and whatnot. Um, again, obviously, can can this cancel the entire summer season? I want to see where we are in a month from now as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But I know that, that we're not going to see this too much because, again, some service, some movies are just going to get delayed. Some are just getting pushed to next mm-hmm. year. They don't give a shit. You know, they'll sit on it, and that's that. They need that movie to make that much money to, to do oh, yeah. Um you know, then you have companies like Disney with Disney Plus. There's already grumblings. You know, are they going to put the Black Widow movie uh, that was supposed to come out uh, in May? Is that going to end up on Disney Plus? You know, something to try to to hoodwink you into into getting it if you don't already have it. But I think just about everybody has it at this point. So I, I don't I don't know how else you pull that off. 
Mm. Yeah, and like, I think like, even, I think even the doc worry. has it. <laughs> well, I do, but like, the only there's a reason. There's a, co- a caveat. Uh, I had to make an adjustment. Uh, I have Verizon for my phone, and I had to make an adjustment uh, to my plan. And when I made an adjustment to my plan, it came with a a year of Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, you for four years. Even you mm. have it. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the yeah, question but I have for, some, dude. Like, yeah. I have Netflix. Yeah. I have Prime. I have Sling. Like, I have some streaming shit. You know, I have Shudder. Okay, oh, but what, what, yeah. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, though, is that you aren't even the normal audience for Disney Plus. And yet, <laughs> no, I'm not. Still ended, you still ended up with it. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. I don't know how much. I don't know how much more Disney can do at this point to entice anybody. I think the people that I'll were going to pay for it ended up paying for it, and then people like you who weren't going to pay for it still ended up with it. You know, so no matter what, they got you somehow. Yeah, and I'll tell you what that that announcement of a uh, new Mighty Ducks series starting Emilio. Uh, starring Emilio, like that's gonna that's gonna keep me hanging on until whenever that thing comes out. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but the question I had for the ghoul is that he's got the the A list package for AMC. Are they suspending you know the monthly payments you have to make because of the theaters yeah. being yeah, closed? They, they were really quick on doing that. They, you know, I, you didn't even have to do anything about it. We actually got emails shortly after right. all of this started, and you know, right off the bat, they were like, "Listen, you know, they tried to keep it open, and what they did originally was they limited the amount of seats that people could get mm. in a theater. Uh, they cut all capacity down to half. But again, obviously, you know, what that wasn't enough. They wanted them closed, so they they did close them off. And yeah, they sent this email saying, "Hey, look." You know what? We're going to suspend your your payments right now. You're not going to be charged since you can't use it. And uh, you know, once once everything opens back up, we'll be able to put you back in again. That's pretty great. That they're not going to be assholes and be like, well, we're still going to charge you, even though you can't use it. You know, but no, yeah. we're going to hold off. <laughs> you know, because that would be the ultimate move by AMC. Be like, we got to make money somehow, so we're just going to keep charging A-listers. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Man, if they did yeah. that, they'd, they'd have they'd have so many lawsuits up their ass, man. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I mean, the reality is this: listen, if, if you are not yeah. going to use it, if they're not giving you an alternative, then you have right. every right to cancel it. You know what I mean? That's like That's when right. you go yeah. and sign up for a porn site, right? If you're not paying attention when you hit the <laughs> submit button and you don't ch- you don't hit that little check mark that's on that one thing that says you know two day trial to you know big right. anal black chicks. And, you know, it's a two-day trial that's going to re-up again for 45 fucking dollars a month. If you don't unclick that damn thing, you're screwed. That's your own responsibility for not paying attention. That's what I do with my OnlyFans account. I had to click that button. I only want it for the month. <laughs> so I had to read the fine print real clear. I was like, I like OnlyFans. It's great, but I only want it for the month. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. At the end of that month, it was gone. No more Shout paying for that. Shout out to Rage Queen on there, man. That girl's cute. Oh, yeah. Very cute. <laughs> but yeah, you got you always have to read the fine print whenever you sign up for one of those sites. Like especially when they give you the free trials. You know, check out the dates, make sure that you know about it. So if you don't want to continue, you don't have to. Like Shutter, I signed up for the thirty day and it ends on April twenty third. So if I don't want it anymore after April twenty third, I have to cancel. So at least I know what the date is. So it's not like I'm like, oh, forty days later, I'm like, I saw Shutter. I don't remember signing up for that. <laughs> Listen, man, most of those things, honestly, if you're really that worried about it and don't think you're going to keep up with it, 
then just cancel right after you sign up. Most of them have to honor the length of time of that initial agreement yes. anyway. So yes, they do. Yep. Good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that when I put up when I put Hulu back on to live TV. As soon as I signed up, I paid whatever the couple of dollars it was for the extra couple of days of live TV. Canceled within that hour, and I still got all those days because they still took my money. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'm having too much fun with it, so I don't know. I mean, when I get to April 23rd, I'll see if I want to cancel, but I'm having so much fun with it. I showed The Monkey on Friday, my list of movies that I've watched, and all the series. He's like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, man. Shudder has a good collection. Well, that's that's because, man, in one one week's time, dude, you watched over 50 movies, man. (laughs) Actually, it was 60, but yeah. (laughs) They're all on my list of watch movies. 60 plus three series. So, yeah, I'm using Shutter all the way. <laughs> so they have a good customer in me, you know, at least until April 23rd. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep this anymore. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but it's, it's just what you have to do. Uh, check those uh, expiration dates. All right, Doc, so what else do you have in horror news? Uh, so Steven Spielberg uh, has been writing an original series for Quibi, and it's called Spielberg's After Dark. And he is halfway done uh, with it. He hasn't been uh, working on it since the fall because of his busy schedule. But uh, apparently, because he hasn't, according to what I'm reading, has not had, uh, you know, has not been writing a lot of stuff and then was struck with inspiration for this idea. Uh, Apparently, uh, he had Quibi. They developed this kind of technology that... He only wants you to be able to view this TV series after dark. Mm-hmm. And because uh, ba- your phone tracks the time of day, they developed some kind of technology where the show, you're not going to be able to watch it uh, based on where you are uh, if it's still daytime. And there will be a mm-hmm. countdown on the screen once it becomes available until it's no longer available based on what time it's supposed to get light. And then a count, a new count up will start until it will be available again. So like, it won't matter. Like I'm still here in the daytime and you guys are in nighttime. Like I might not be able to watch it, but you guys can be watching it. And then when it gets a few hours later and it's dark here, like I'll be able to watch it. So it sounds pretty cool, but he's, uh, you know, it's not going to be coming out until he gets back to writing it. But, but apparently like it's, it's going to be a pretty, big deal with like Quibi and content and technology. So, uh, you know, Spielberg, uh, we all hold Spielberg in a certain regard and, uh, it'll be curious to see what he comes up with, with this. But I just, I thought that sounds like there's a cool little techno technological trick they're trying to work out here. I like to know what he's so yeah, busy with. So, well, yeah, well, isn't he, uh, still working? Cause amazing story is supposed to be coming out soon on access, right? PBS access. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Apple TV. Oh, Apple TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I think it's out. I think, you know what, again, Mm -hmm. I I forget. Just like the doc who got his Disney Plus thing through that, I ended up getting a year of Apple TV through my phone when my company got the new phones. And, uh, yeah, that's how much I've used it since. Never. I don't think I've watched one show on it yet. So I I should probably change that up. I, yeah, I think it's out, if I'm not mistaken. I think I had seen some things about it being out already, at least the first couple episodes or whatever. But I, was he working on that? I don't even know. 
And apparently he's too busy even to complete his midnight show. I, I think he was producing it, but he, you know, mm. wasn't writing or anything like that. Because I, I think mm. it's still his show. Okay. All right. All right, so that's going on. Now, what else do you have for us, Doc? Uh, before he died, uh, George Romero was working on a novel called The Living Dead. I'm sure the king knows about that. Oh, yes. Well, where? Uh, so uh, it was not finished upon his death, but uh, his wife and uh, they they entrusted uh, David Krause, who was the co-writer of The Shape of Water, uh, to finish it. Uh, this book was supposed to come out June 9th. It's been pushed back, and this uh, Romero Living Dead novel will be released on August 4th. Which isn't bad. Only two months. So that's not too bad. It's not like it's a year away. So it only got knocked back to August. So I'm, I'm definitely wanting to buy that book when it comes out, even though I know he didn't write the whole thing. I want to read the rest of it. Um, but yeah, you only have to wait two months, which isn't bad. It's not like he pushed it back to August of 2021. So it's definitely something I'm looking to check out because I, uh, yeah, as we know, George, my guy, rest in peace, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what this book's all about. It's supposed to be about the, the original night and when the dead came out. Oh, Okay. So yeah, this is supposed it's, to be it's, the thing that actually starts everything in the Romero universe? Yeah, it's supposed to be the, the kickoff, you know, what actually caused the living dead to rise and attack the living. So he, he wrote almost half of it. Um, and then when he died in 2017, David Krause took over, finished it, and now they're going to release it. So, I mean, I can't, I've been waiting for this for a long time. You know, I can't wait to check it out. I mean, I, I still would love to see what they can do with the scripts that he has. Because he's written, you know, so many scripts of movies that have never come out. So I would love for the George Romero Foundation, uh, his wife, Suzanne DeRoche, to give filmmakers the opportunity to make these movies happen. And I've said that for a long time. He might not be around anymore, but I think he would appreciate people that really respect him to make these movies happen. I think it would be great to see. Mm. Right. Agree. All right. Uh, what else you got, Doc? Uh, I asked this the other day and learned that none of you are, so I'm the only one on the show that is still uh, <laughs> staying current. <laughs> yeah. Staying current and watching The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I have to say it's 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 had a bounce back, man. Like I'm I'm totally I'm taking it. it yeah. You know, is it is it the fucking is it the glory days? No. Uh, <laughs> will it ever be as good as it was? No. But. Uh, after some down, like it's certainly in a good place right now, and it's certainly enjoyable, and I'm into the storyline and what's going on and some of the character development and everything. But, uh, you know, this Sunday coming up, uh, also because of the coronavirus, uh, this is Sunday is supposed to be the second to last episode of this 10th season, and uh, this is now going to be uh, the final episode for right now, and they're not going to show the season finale and, uh, until a special episode sometime later this year because uh, of quarantines, there's, some, there's been some post-production stuff that they just haven't been able to finish. So uh, it's kind of a bummer because these last couple episodes have been really good. Uh, and based on the little snippets they give you of what's supposed to happen on this coming episode this Sunday, uh, that looks like it's going to be really good. And uh, then it's going to be a fucking bummer because there's just one more that they have, I guess, some minor fucking you know, I's to dot and T's to cross and uh, they're not going to, they can't get it done right now. So uh, it's another example of something getting pushed off because of these strange days. But yeah, right. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. I'm sad that 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 some of you guys have uh, that you guys have all left it behind because it's in a it's it's rolling along at, at a nice cool little pace right now. Yeah, I think I watched the the two episodes after Andrew Lincoln left, and then I just was like, ah, I don't know, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> I just kind of dropped off. Yeah, it off. took a little bit. It took it takes a little yeah. bit to get used to without without Rick being there because Rick was always the center of the show. Uh, it definitely was a little bit of adjustment period, but it started like it found its groove, you know. Yeah, and I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people saying that it's, it's back, you know, to being what they they wanted after that lull. Um, it's right Again, back to where they want it to be, which is great. Like I said before, maybe it's back to where they want it to be. Like I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, it's back. You know, it's not the right, riveting, right. groundbreaking television that it was, but it's certainly oh. a highly entertaining show right now. Which is great. You know, and I'm hoping to one day go back to it and then go back to all those episodes that I missed and, and catch up on it. But it just it fell off my radar. It did, and I feel bad because I was such a huge Walking Dead fan. And then after you know, Andrew Lincoln left, I just didn't really see a point to watch it anymore. I know that Michonne, you know, uh, is leaving the show. So she's also another one that's exiting. So it's a matter of time for they'll leave at a certain point. Don't spoil shit, dude. I didn't say anything about <laughs> what's happened to her character. I just said that she's planning leaving the show. So that was what I heard. So I was like, well, you know, Michonne's leaving. So Lauren Cohan took a break, and hopefully she'll come back. I heard that she was going to be coming back at a certain point. She is, so. she ha- I will. I mean, spoiler, whatever. Uh, she has not come back yet, but she is coming back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good well, thing for that. her. She had. It's a good thing for her. She had the clause in her contract because that show that she went to do, that Whiskey Cavalier, was an absolute yeah. bomb. Uh, I, I think, heard that I it was. Yeah. As many people watch that as the Candyland sequels, uh, Candyman sequels. Uh, so oh, they canceled it. Oh, they canceled it wow. immediately. Wow. And, okay. Uh, and, and 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 that freed up her schedule, and uh, and she is uh, she is coming back. So. And and not as not a, as an aside to the fact Candyman, but I have to give this one to the monkey, because that Candyman trailer came out the full one, and I had seen it a bunch of times, and then I watched it uh, recently actually, and I said, you know, monkey. They're using Destiny's Child to say my name in this trailer, and I didn't realize it until now. And he's like, yeah, dude, it's been in there the entire time. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, this is great. <laughs> using, can't, using Say My Name of Destiny's Child and mixing it with the original Philip Glass score, it makes it so much better. And he's like, no, it was in there the entire time. You just didn't notice it. I was like, yeah, I was so distracted by what's going on in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> One the, of those the, the first time you showed me. First time you showed me the trailer, I noticed that going on in the background the entire time. And then you put the post on the Talking Terror page about this is so cool that they mixed it with the trailer. And, you know, it makes it a brand new trailer. I was like, no, dude, it's the same fucking trailer that you showed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, goddamn it. I was like, that's how invested I was in the trailer that I didn't even fucking notice. Say my name was in the trailer. And they made it fucking haunting as shit. And I was like, it's great, but no. It's amazing. And, and then again, I don't even know if that movie's going to be released on time. They still haven't canceled it. It's supposed to come out in June. But with Ghostbusters being ripped off the, the schedule, I mean, I, I would have to assume Candyman's not going to be too far behind. Yeah. But we'll see. Now, the weird, the weird thing, though, is we keep talking about cancellations and stuff like that. All right. And there's one drive-in movie there in Virginia that is still doing showings and stuff like that. And, well, that's um, a 
Yeah, but I'm just saying, of all the talk about movies closing and stuff like that, uh, I just find it, and social distancing, I find it weird, you know, that we someone is still finding a way, though, to get the movies to the public. I think that's great. I mean, for one thing, yeah, I mean, as long as they can continue to play whatever new films that they can get their hands on, that's awesome. People obviously have to stay to their cars. Um, yeah. yeah. I just don't, I just, the, the looking at what, Virginia, I don't think can even continue doing that. Didn't they just, like, change things over, like, majorly over there? I know they've already announced the end of the school year for them, um, that the rest of the school year is definitely going to be at home. Yeah, Pennsylvania as well is, that. Yeah. And Pennsylvania did it, too, of um, indefinite yes, shutdown. Right now, yep. you know. Well, but the other thing you, know, you got to think of too, though, is like you know, like look at a bathroom situation for that. Like, how do you pull that? Oh up? yeah. You know, like are people yeah. are going to have to use the bathroom, so porta johns stay away from each other while doing it. And yeah, but even that, <laughs> one one person per porta john. Mm, it's not be regulated. <laughs> I don't know. Bring a jar if you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Bring a bottle. And, and bring, <laughs> You're going to be there for a while. Bring some, and bring some wipes for your ass, too. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring a bucket and a bottle. Probably going to need it. That's cool, though, <laughs> that, that they're staying open. Um, all right, Doc, so what else do you have for us? I want to piss in a uh, jail. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, there's going to be – I've done that before. There's going to be uh, a John Spider in Creepshow 2. Uh, Greg Nicotero mm-hmm. uh, shared an image of a uh, practical effect that they created that they were transporting of a gigantic spider. No other information about uh, what episode that has to do with, I don't think. But there's will be a giant spider in Creepshow 2 if Creepshow 2 is something uh, that you're looking forward to. And oh, all yeah. the items that, <laughs> that I had on my list for... And that is very cool. I, I actually posted the video on the Talking Terror Facebook page of this giant spider that Greg Nicotero created. It's still not complete, but again, with the coronavirus, their production has been pushed. So now they're just kind of doing what they can until they can go back and, and start making these new episodes for Creepshow Season 2 for Shudder. Um, the one thing that I had is that Jason Blum put up the other day about Halloween Kills. He says that the trailer is coming soon. They have some tweaking to do, but it looks really good. So stay tuned, people. Because you know, that movie I, is still actually, coming now, out. Now that you say that, I just want to say, and I did have that on my list and then just decided to leave it off. Uh, I, I think, I'm, I think I'm, I'm kind of annoyed at this whole, like, trail. now we're listening to directors tell us that the trailer is almost done. Like, I, I, <laughs> well, he's not I, I the think director. That's a little he's fucking, a I think it's a little, little... A little much. Like, just put the fucking trailer out. Let me wake up and open up my computer and, and see that the trailer is there. I don't need a lead-up to a fucking trailer or to be worse. You know, it's one thing if you say, oh, the trailer's coming next week, but to say, oh, well, we're still tweaking the trailer and it's coming soon. Like, just fucking put the trailer out. Give me a fucking yeah, trailer. There's, 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 there's a countdown. Yeah. The yeah. trailer yeah. itself, man. You gotta, you gotta wait for that. Yeah. That's its own release. Well, okay. Well, come on, man. How, how long did we wait? Like, because we were all excited about, you know, news that the trailer for uh, Star Wars, you know, every Star Wars movie, you know, <laughs> count down to the trailer. You know, uh, same thing with The Mandalorian, when they dropped trailers for just the, the Mandalorian TV show. Same thing. It's like, if it's really huge movies, I could see, you know, 
you know, the, the whole countdown thing. But is someone digging through a drawer? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, any other movie that, 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 it's the king is jacking off again, man. Oh, stop. I was thinking Michael Myers, sorry. <laughs> and PJ Souls. <laughs> See something you like? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's it's the thing though that last year, or I'm thinking 2018 rather, when Halloween came out, there wasn't this sort of fanfare from Jason Blum, the producer, of going, "Oh my God, guys, it's coming! It's fucking awesome! Stay tuned! It's coming! You guys are gonna love it!" And it just came out. The trailer just released, and they said, "This is what's coming in October. You can get to see Halloween 2018." Now they're like, yes, yes, this is going to be a good movie. You're going to love it. It's fucking gory. It's the nastiest one. You're going to just dig it so much. And that's what makes me worried, like that they're really trying to nail the point home that this movie is going to be fucking phenomenal, that you're just going to be like, whoa, fucking Halloween Kills. Boy. It's like that. Halloween Kills is going to Exactly. You're going to be it's fucking calling out, well, this is me when you come. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. It's the fanfare that makes me worried because Jason Blum recently said that he had watched Halloween Kills and said, it's pretty good. Say, okay, Larry David, we know that it's pretty good, but now you're saying, oh, man, hype it up, hype it up. Trailer's coming. Really good, guys. It's like, this movie's not going to be good. (laughs) If you have to hype it up that much, I don't think we're going to see anything great. I think it's going to be a good movie, but it's not going to be this fucking masterpiece that's just going to put all the others to shame. Yeah, and plus on top of that, you know, we're talking about a stepping stone that the movie for what's supposed to be the final Halloween movie. Yeah, the the final trilogy ending with Halloween ends in in twenty. Countdown uh, to the countdown of the trailer to the countdown to the final movie (sighs) trailer when it comes eventually. (laughs) I just would rather see it. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I would just rather see it. You know, like the doc had said, just just release it. Just put it out there, and then we'll judge for ourselves whether or not this is the fucking greatest uh, sequel to a Halloween film. Do I think it's going to be good? Yes, but that's only because you're fucking stuffing it with people from the other Halloween movie from 1978. And you're putting a flashback in there. So you're just, you're, you're giving it to the fans. Like, hey guys, remember Halloween 78? You loved it. Here's a flashback. Here's Charles Cyphers. He's coming back. He has a cameo. And look, we got Kyle Richards back. Oh, yeah. Hey, Wilson. Oh, Lindsay. Yay. You know, it's you're bringing all these characters back that you love from the first one for this one. And it's fanfare. Not that I want it. And I've said that many times, but we're going to get it and hopefully it'll be good. Oh, you know, you want it. True. I don't know. I mean, the king, the king wants it. I do, but I don't want it. Fucking want it. I do. Honestly, I do, but I don't. You know, I just I think that putting Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace and having Charles Cyphers and Lee Brackett come back, it's just like, hey, listen, guys, you might not have liked 2018's Halloween. Sorry, we fucked up, but now we're going to put a whole bunch of people you remember from the first one. <laughs> um, I don't know if I need that. I think you could just end it with 2018 because you fucked up the ending. Well, we didn't get a decision on who won, Laurie or Michael, because he's coming back. Well, that's because it was planned to have sequels the whole time, man. They told Uh, us that. Wait, no, they didn't. They said that it's going to have a definitive ending, didn't they? Didn't they they tell us then that it was going to be one movie? And that Mm -hmm. was it. Yes, they did. 
They said this is going to be the final battle between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. This is it. The final confrontation. And we didn't get it because sequelitis. Yeah, well, that's like Vince McMahon telling us that fucking Roman Reigns is finally going to retire. You know, that's never going to happen. But speaking of wrestlers, Ghoul, we do have one to talk about in the movie for tonight. Rowdy Roddy Piper, the Piper's Pit, for fucking Hell of the Frog Town from 1988, directed by Donald G. Jackson. So, Ghoul, take us away with this movie tonight. What are we talking about? Yeah, take us away. <laughs> we are, uh, we're talking about hell comes to Frogtown. Like, look, you know what, man? Like I said last week, I was sitting there and I'm thinking and I'm like, oh, man, you know, we should be staying current. We should be doing this. Right. There's contagion. There's pandemic. There's fucking, you know, I don't know, anti-gen, fucking non-vax, anti-vax, whatever goddamn movies are out there about people that are dying. You know what? We're living that right now. We're living that in a very real fucking way. So why don't we just try to make it a little bit lighter, the talking terror way? We're going to deal with a little bit of uh, apocalyptic but we're going to do so with the hot rod, Roddy Piper, as he needs to be a very, very for real man. And uh, virile, I don't even know how to say the word. I've only seen it in fucking Japanese. Um, that's, that's, that's from uh, fucking... God, my brain just totally took a shit. Anyway, though, okay, he needs to impregnate okay? Because he's got sperm that makes people pregnant, okay? He's got to go around and get them ladies. That is what he's, he's going to do. Uh, this, this is not a horror film in any way, nor did I think no. it was. So it's not even like I made a mistake with that. I knew that. I, I was hoping that it might have maybe some... some Decent, like, bloodshed or whatever, but it is what it is. It's a fun little romp. So, so have at it from there, I guess. So, is this your first time watching Hulk Comes Apart, Tom? This is my first time ever seeing this film. I didn't even know it existed. Oh, oh wow. Okay, what? so there we go. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. All right, we'll get into it. All right. Uh, Doc, what would you think about Hulk Comes Apart, Tom? All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, first, uh, being... After his stunning uh, thespian performance in this, uh, I'm just curious as to what John Carpenter uh, must have seen to give uh, Piper the lead role in in They Live. Um, but I, I, I well, I mean, I don't know when things were filmed. I, I did look earlier, and Health Comes to Frogtown was released in January of 1988, and They Live was released in November of 1988. So same year release, uh, when they were made, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but anyway. They could have been made. Uh, you know what? Back in the 80s, those two movies could have been made side by side. Roddy could have been leaving the fucking lot for They Live and literally just walking into Frogtown, man. <laughs> it's very, very, very true. Uh, you are, you are definitely, you know, could be correct on that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, this is a, I have never seen this before. Uh, this is an interesting, interesting romp uh, for sure. I, 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 I'm not going to say that I didn't like it. Uh, I, I was trying to describe this to my wife before, and, uh, you know, she, you know, very succinctly was like, when did they decide to let an eighth grader make a movie after I described the plot to her? Damn! <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, like, yeah, this, this has all the elements. If you, if you, I feel like if you opened up the brain of an eighth grader and, and pulled out all the shit floating around in there, like, you might find this. So, 
Um, yes. So, yeah. Not far off. All right. Muggy, did you think about how come the podcast? Thinking, I just kept thinking Battle Dudes. Oh, go, go ahead. This whole damn thing. Yeah, I had some shades <laughs> of Battle Dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, like uh, the ghoul, unfortunately, this is my first time seeing this movie. Um, I say unfortunate because I was just blown away by how much fun this movie was. I mean, not only was this movie fun, I was extremely impressed with the film quality of this movie. Uh, for this movie to be the first time of Roddy Piper having a lead, leading role, I thought Piper was great. Um, the two main creature effects were fucking beautiful, and the film was way more tame than I thought it was go- going to be according to the description. I mean, seriously, according to the description on the back of the VHS box, you would have expected this to be like a down-and-out raunch fest. And while that would have been a lot of fun, you know, I like to think maybe, just maybe, Piper had a little bit more class than that. And that's what I'm just going to say about that. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah, no, I think that he would have been fine with the raunch. <laughs> We're talking about Piper. <laughs> Watch some of his Piper pitch segments from the 80s. I feel like <laughs> he would have done whatever was required for the check and the opportunity to be in a movie and cross over from wrestling. Well, well, he wasn't even the first choice. Well, I mean, first and foremost, King, what did you think about the movie? Yeah, I mean, thank you. I, I've seen this movie many times. It's not my first viewing. I saw this movie back in the late 90s after I saw They Live. And a friend of mine in high school was like, you got to watch Hell Comes to Frog Town. It's Roddy Piper, dude, because he knew how much I love Roddy Piper. And I was like, he made another movie other than They Live? He goes, oh, yeah, dude. He's like, this one's just all about pussy. He's like, it's just all about Roddy Piper slaying ass. And I was like, okay, I like it. I like where you're going. Let's see this movie. So I went to the video store. I rented it. And I was like, you know what? It's not horror. It's kind of sci-fi, but I dug it. Because, again, the creature effects of the frogs are cool, but it's just it's Roddy Piper owning all the scenery that he has with this fucking gigantic cop piece on that beeps every time he gets out of range. And all these women <laughs> want his dick. Just all these women, like, I've got to get your dick. And he's like, I know, man, I know. Hey, line, wait in line, take your number. <laughs> we'll be through this. Well, they, but go ahead, guys, what are you going to say? They followed the path of pregnancies. To, to track him down. <laughs> that, 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 that's fun all in itself. All right, so here's the thing about Piper, okay, that, that you, know, you have to look at while going into this film. You could say, yeah, Piper was happy to just be getting a check and a script and all this and that. But that's the thing. Roddy Piper always wanted to use wrestling as a launch pad to go into oh, yeah. something further, something deeper. Roddy Piper was pretty much an ultimate villain slash anti-hero before it was something popular. You know, throughout those right. early yes. 80s, those vignettes, yep. the Piper's Pit, you know, Hot Rod always spoke the truth, but he always spoke it in a way that, you know, you just knew he was a bad guy. I mean, hello, the guy made yep. event at the first WrestleMania. You know, he yep. was one of the co-main eventers of WrestleMania 2. But now, going into WrestleMania 3, you had a major turn for Roddy Piper, which is what I honestly think is what was going on when they were deciding to, hey, we're going to go and take this guy to the next level. Let's try to throw him in some movies. You had him go right. face at WrestleMania 3, where he turns into a good guy. And then mm-hmm. from there, you got two movies that are coming out. Bang, bang. You know, you also got Jesse Ventura popping up in Predator at this time. Vince was putting his wrestlers at this point into places 
Um, yeah. And I think this is where he was starting to get that inkling yeah. of what we see now, where WWE actually produces movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not only with their wrestlers, sometimes with actual yeah. actors. Um, some of them are right. good. Some of them are uh, fucking utterly atrocious. Yeah. But it's it's all in good fun, yeah. you know. And that's the thing. I think Roddy yeah. was that one of that first wave of guys to like really make that tradi- that transition successfully. You know, like Hulk Hogan goes right. into a, ba- a movie. You're watching Hulk Hogan as Hulk Hogan in a movie. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas Roddy Piper is the character in these films. See, because on top of that, when Donald Jackson was working for New World, I mean for Corman, uh, Corman Pictures, he actually made an Andre the Giant documentary called I Like to Hurt People. Mm-hmm. And and she right after... Right, but he did not like and, that. Yeah. And, so like to hurt people. <laughs> But shortly after the, it was done, New World bought out Corman, and then they released the movie under their banners, and they they ended up making over a million dollars on that movie. And that's why when Jackson and uh, Frakes um, came up with the idea and approached New Line, they actually Number wanted one? someone else in that's the role. Right. No, uh, <laughs> no, Randall Frakes, the, the writer and producer of this movie. <laughs> oh, not William Frank. Uh, no. <laughs> but, Number one. Um, they, <laughs> but yeah, when they took it to New World, New World really wanted a wrestler in there because of the Andre the Giant thing. So they pushed for Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the original Daniel Stern was supposed to play the character <clears throat> before Roddy Piper got uh, put mm-hmm. into the role. So yeah, I can yeah. I can't see this movie with Daniel Stern in it. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> Wait, see Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Daniel Stern. He was up for the role of Sam Hell uh, before Roddy Piper ultimately yeah. got the uh, the part. So yeah. Man. Imagine this movie with Daniel Stern. It doesn't no. work. You need Roddy. You need Piper. You need that guy. <laughs> you know to play this character. Yeah. Yeah. But like. <laughs> But like the ghoul said, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about he, he's supposed to be this loaded gun, you know, and they're following him through, you know, all, all the pregnancies of where he was. And the original opening shot for this movie where, you know, Roddy is just getting the shit beat out of him, you know, with broken bottles over his fucking head, you know, and he's bleeding down his head, you know, and someone else is doing it to him instead of him doing it to himself, you know, for this time. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> <The> change. <laughs> <laughs> But but um, in the original opening, it, instead of getting the sheep bit out of him, it was originally written that it was just going to be him in his jail cell just beating his fucking meat right there in front of the camera uh, just because he's sitting there saying, you know, fuck you to the authorities. You know, here I am, a loaded gun, you know. He, and it was just supposed to be him just constantly full of testosterone and cum and just never being able to stop. And, you know, he's just a sex-crazed dude. <laughs> but I thought they did it the right way with this movie. Yeah, the movie did it the right <laughs> way with him being tied to the chair and beaten by Devlin. You know, you fucked my daughter, you raped her. You know, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And he was like, "Hey, man, I'm just me. I got my dick. I got to get it wet somehow." And then you get med tech <laughs> yeah. running in there, going, "He's gonna be part of the government now. We need his cock. We need him to fuck women to get them pregnant. Get him out of those straps. He's med tech property now." <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Yeah, and and straight straight off the bat, you know, we 
we introduced the Spangle, you know, who I was just like, is that the chick from fucking Conan? You know? Yes, yes. Sandal Bergman. <laughs> yeah. And from Red Sonia. Yes. And, and, and unfor- yeah, unfortunately, we do not see her get nude in this movie. But if you do want to nah. see her get nude, uh, definitely watch the movie She. Because uh, yes, you, she you does, don't see her yeah. naked in that movie. <laughs> well, she had a no nudity clause in her contract for this movie. Like, she refused. Yeah. And she said she wasn't going to be getting down. <laughs> That's okay, because we have Seth Merrill getting down oh, in this yeah, movie. showing her. Who is a much more attractive female out of the two. Uh, yeah, Sandra Berg, she's just too tall, too lanky. That, that whole model yeah, body yeah. never did it for me. I like my chicks with curves. Ah, oh, Sekro as Centinelia was great, you know. But, yeah, so we have uh, Sam Hell getting dragged to med tech where they're saying that you're dick, we need it, you're virile, we have to have you impregnate these girls that are part of the harem and the frog town. So we're just going to equip you with this fucking codpiece. And he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to piss? And like, there's a flat. Oh, that solves everything. <laughs> so you're going to yeah, go to Spangle. It, yeah. It, it, it's this giant chastity piece, you know, around Piper's junk, you know, who saying, you know, property of MedTech, big old red blinking light on the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love the fucking fact that, I mean, and you'll know this, I'm sure, Monkey, what the fucking car was. I didn't know. It was a fucking big old pink car, you know, with a gun mount. I, I, and I was like, Monkey's going to know. No, I didn't look into the car. Sorry. I, I was busy looking. I, I was specific. Uh, I was uh, spent this weekend looking up shit like uh, what was originally the ba- Batgirl's motorcycle and shit like that. <laughs> I didn't oh, okay. have time to look up to this. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a big pink fucking car. And he's like, I'm not getting in that. And like, yes, you fucking are. And he's like, all right, <laughs> get in this car. And yeah, uh, Seth Verla, who played Cicinella, uh, yeah, so fucking hot. Like, you know, just as this gunner always waxing her fucking gun, looking at fucking Sam Hell going, you want some of this? Come on, Sam. You know, you, know you want this shit. <laughs> you know, always oh, yeah. trying to give him the fucking eyes. Oh, yeah, she was mean as fuck. <laughs> She was a bad bitch. Yes, she was. There was something that, that I wanted to to point out, uh, if we can just rewind a little bit. I don't know if anybody, if yeah. I'm the only one that, that noticed this or not, but in the in the opening uh, attack sequence with that Statue of Liberty uh, doll, mm-hmm. uh, statue, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. that was, uh, so yeah. did anybody notice that the, 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 the attacker uh, had all of his equipment like in like vests and stuff like all over himself? Uh, did anybody notice, notice uh, well, yes, he, the the guy, the attacker, uh, before he got shot, he has on like an equipment vest and all of this stuff dangling from him. If you go and look like in, in all of the spaces where you can put little pieces of equipment all over his vest, that dude had like a dozen plus pens uh, to write with, <laughs> like all in like the little holes where you might put like bullets and stuff. He he was carrying yeah, like a dozen pens sword. at least. There you go. Uh, I didn't notice okay. that. That's really cool. I have to go back and watch that now. I mean, I don't know if I would categorize way, it as cool, but like, I, just something that I noticed and <laughs> was like, why does he have so many fucking pens? <laughs> and it's mightier than the sword, like the ghoul said. <laughs> I'm sure there's, question, a, King. there's probably a real <laughs> deep reason to it, man. It's, it's probably really deep. Uh, in there. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> artistic uh, quality, man. 
and and the med, the medtech vehicle was a 1947 Chevy Advance panel wagon. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Muggy comes through with the car knowledge. Um, but that's going to be the car that takes Spangle and Sentinella into Frogtown. You know, they have to rescue this group of women that have been taken held hostage in Frogtown as a part of the harem for uh, Commander Toad. Um, and they're going to get them out, and then Piper's going to have to fuck them all. So that's the mission. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go in there, we're going to take them, and then you got to fuck them all. And he's like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, it's, it's I guess what I have to do. <laughs> um, and then, of course, he has his comp piece on, which is controlled by MedTech. And he decides at one point, when they've taken a break to gas up the car, he's going to try to escape. I'm just going to go take a piss. I'm going to be right over there by those bushes, I promise. That's it. And then when he takes off, all of a sudden, now he's being shot to the balls. And that's what he realizes <laughs> that there is there's controls in Spangle's earrings that will shock the shit out of his junk if he tries to get away. So now he can't go anywhere. He knows that if he goes too far, his balls are gonna be fucking destroyed by shocks. Is it man? Yeah. It's stuck. <laughs> yeah. But you know, again we have the cheesiness of <clears throat> Spangle using her you know, Wonder Woman earrings. <laughs> this parent activate and deactivate the god keys. Because so, not only does it get shocked, if he wanders too far, then it starts to beep. Why? Because it's loaded with explosives. Just enough to blow his fucking junk off. <laughs> yeah. So as a man, you're like, I'm staying with it. I don't care. I don't need it. Uh, <laughs> but at least it's yeah. got a flap. It's got a flap to allow yeah. you... Okay, usage of whatever is necessary, except they like to titillate the poor bastard rather than allow him oh, to get his oh. robe on. That's what I was going to talk about next, is the fact that when they put up camp for the first night, you have Spangle coming out of her tent wearing this very sexy fucking bra and panties, you know, walking over to him and going, hey, what's going on? All right, hey, what's, what's up? And he's like, I'm not going to go to sleep. She's like, are you sure? Because, like, you know, we could just do stuff. Well, I guess so. And then the fucking thing goes off and she zaps him. What the fuck? He's like, well, it's supposed to it's supposed to get you aroused, so you're ready to go. He's like, I don't need that. I just get aroused on my own. <laughs> and she's like, well, that's how you're going to be. Fuck you. And he's like, well, fuck you too. Good night. Yeah, but then Sentinella has other plans. Sentinella definitely wants to see the she definitely wants to unload his gun. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she was ready to get that love gun. Oh, yeah. When she stripped off her shit, and the only thing she has on is her gloves, and she's like, I'm going to get it. Oh, it has a flat. She said, there it is. <laughs> and, then it, and then it actually made a boing sound. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, of course, Spangle has to fucking just be a fucking dick killer and be like, no, back to bed, everybody. Put your uniform on, oh, Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Spangle, just admit that you like him. <laughs> now you have a crush on him with your big old eyeglasses on because you know you're going to have an 80s moment where you take off the, sun, the eyeglasses and you're going to be hot because that happens. <laughs> no, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> this, is, this isn't another teen movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have him also trying to escape again, you know, into the, you know, trying to renegotiate his contract. And they throw him out of the car, and that's when the beeping starts. And he's like, fuck, I'm going to get back to camp real quick. 
oh shit, okay. started beeping, like, you know, <laughs> Sentinella Spangle setting up camp, and she handed him the bottle as he lands. But this is also when you get the chase, because one of the harem has escaped from Frogtown. So they have to chase her down and capture her and bring her back, because, you know, that's what they want to do. <laughs> and the fact that they're like, well, now your job is to fuck her, man. So that's what we brought you out here for. Like, well, I, I mean, what, she hasn't even brushed her teeth yet. Can it, you know, can't you do that? <laughs> I don't want to put it in her right now. I mean, this isn't romantic. She's all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking drugged her. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So I was like, Piper, good man. He doesn't want to fuck a drug chick. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, that's right. That's what I thought was interesting, you know, the fact that, yes, he was not going to, he wasn't going to bang her because she was drugged, you know? <laughs> right. He's taking the stance. He's like, I'm not banging her because he's drugged. I mean, come on, get over yourself. Yeah. You know, that's your job. Get over there and bang yeah. that chick. Yeah. All right. Well, 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 that's because they ran tests and found that she was ovulating right then. So they, he, right. that's why they were so forceful. Going, you gotta fuck her. You gotta fuck her now. You know, and, and Sp- just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's when Spangle tries to get the hell into the mood by showing off that she's been trained in the exotic dance of the med tech. Oh, that was so awkward. <laughs> so weird and awkward. Again, <laughs> Not sexy at all. No sense. Well, again, like, okay. So, from a creative standpoint, right? If you want to like world build and like believe in this world, you assume that okay, she doesn't have any sexuality. She's a doctor. It's not what she does. You know, there's very there's very few men, so she's not used to having to do any of that stuff. But just from a physical right. standpoint, you know, she's just so awkward. You can see that the woman just doesn't have the ability to dance. And poor Piper's watching it, you know, and like I like you just see it in Ronnie's face, you know, the poor guy wants to be like you know, I just wanna hear I wanna hear Roddy Piper actually like go off a little bit and be Piper. He really doesn't do that in his film, but I was waiting for it no, the entire no. time. Yeah, he doesn't do a and, Piper moment in yeah. this movie. No. Calm. Well that well, part of that is also because this was his first leading role, um, and he was actually taking this really seriously because uh, he he went and hired himself an acting coach uh, for this because again he was being serious and like the ghoul had brought up earlier, you know he he was using this as a springboard to finally get into acting, and he also uh, had an enunciation coach that you know helped him speak. You know, just because, you know, supposedly, according to the two women, you know, he, he was all bush mouth at the beginning. But, you know, he kept getting better and better. But they probably also loosened up a little bit just because in between takes, when they were freezing their asses off in, in this fucking desert at, during night shots, because Piper said it was cold as fuck <laughs> in the middle of the desert here. He kept cr- cracking jokes the entire time and just fucking around in between takes. I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always a funny guy. (laughs) He always knew how to make jokes and make everybody laugh. But so he ends up getting down with this girl, you know, and having sex with her. And then the next day, when they wake up, Spangle sees that he's sleeping with this girl, and she's all cleaned up. And you know, she asks Centelia, "Did you clean her up?" No, that was all him. She's like, "Aw, he's sweet. He's a nice guy. He cleaned her up." It's like, yeah, I would too. Like, what a fuck all dirt all over your face, like. Clean up a little bit. Yeah, but on on a side note though, like notice 
Centinella was still up and she was still on watch, which means, you know, while Spangle got sent to her tent, you know, Centinella stayed up and watched the whole thing, and you know she was probably flicking that bean the entire time. Oh, yeah, she was definitely messing around downtown. <laughs> watching this. How could she not? She was like, I am spent. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I've watched him go. Hey, monkey, I'm ashamed of you. Clicking her bean. better than finger blasting. Indeed. <laughs> But with this done, you know, they end up giving her a bracelet so that this girl can get back to society, and they found their way to Frogtown, so they have to pass through. And who is there at the border? None other than Devlin, the guy that was beating Uh, up on Piper at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) You know, what if I just throw your shit out and fucking put your bodies out in the desert? That's not going to happen. Well, all right, fine, let them through. (laughs) <laughs> well, because again, Cincinnati badass, you know, j- jumps out the top with her, you know, fucking automatic. She's like, yeah, let's see who's quicker on the draw. <laughs> like yeah. she says, you yeah. know, the fact of the matter is, even if they get a shot off, it ain't gonna be before she puts one between his eyes. So. <laughs> so they eventually reach Frogtown, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. impressive. Yeah. The the setup for Frogtown, yeah. you know, all these buildings, post-apocalyptic. Go ahead, Lucky. I know you want to say something. Yeah, it's just because right here is like where I started doing research for this movie because I fucking loved the look of Frogtown on the outside. Uh, it totally fucked me up, like just because I was like, you know, there's no way this movie had the money to build that or probably do. To use uh, matte painting, so like I was like, man, you know, was this actually filmed somewhere? Like, you know, was this at one time, like when they filmed this, an actual film location? And it sure as fuck was, um, because because this thing was like all, all of the shots for Frogtown were shot in this place called Ki- Kaiser Steel Mill in Fontana, California, which and is that where they is the same Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, I don't know about Beyond Thunderdome, but it was where they did Terminator 2. Um, they did The Running Man. They did Scenes for Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Mortal Kombat, and Independence Day. Okay, <laughs> okay so I can tell you now that Scenes for Nightmare on Elm Street 2 would have been the bus scene. That goes yes, rolling yes, off yep. into the desert. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Definitely would have been. Yeah. But... But, like, because the entire time I, like, you know, have been growing up watching RoboCop and shit like that, I always consider Ro- RoboCop a, a big-budget movie. So I just assumed that they had built sets, but apparently not. <laughs> 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 so all, all of those scenes when, you know, he you know, first gets killed at the beginning of the movie and shit like that, you know, and the ending sequence, you know, they were all filmed at that scene too, at that place as well. Interesting. Um but, yeah, going into this Frogtown, you have uh, Spangle being the slave, quote-unquote, to hell, Sam Hell. You know, he's got to lead her in on a chain, and he's having a great time dragging that chain. Oh, you don't like it now. Now that you're the one that's got to be the prisoner. Okay. <laughs> Dancing around. <laughs> yeah. It's just going, everyone's mom hugging on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he gets into to, to the area where he needs to be in Frogtown at the bar, and you have Arabella, the, the toad stripper, you know, on top of the, the bar dancing around, which is actually played by Christy Summers, who's been in a ton of great 80s movies. Like, girls just want to have fun and rumblefish, 
Now she's in complete oh, yeah. frog makeup, so you will not know who she is. Yeah. Oh, but, so good. But fucking smoking hot under that makeup, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, so beautiful underneath that makeup. But she's there. Um, and then you get introduced to Looney Tunes. She's a pretty hot frog. <laughs> she was. I wasn't having a problem with it, but I love the fact that Rory Calhoun from Motha Hell shows up as Looney Tunes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there he is. <laughs> you can't beat my fritters. There he is, Rory Calhoun as Looney Tunes, the longtime friend of San Hell. Was like, oh my God, you're here, man. You made it. Yeah, I've been digging up uranium. <laughs> I was like, hey, oh, I kept really? You know, I kept waiting for this guy to turn too. Like he's yes. the kind oh, of I thought he was, yeah. that you would have in this kind of movie that you know. <laughs> Sells your character out because it's like, you know, we found him. He's already there. He's there prior to them getting there. So, like, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed when the film, like, rolled around to the end and he didn't turn mm. on him. Yeah. You like, think I'm expecting, I was yeah. expecting him to be the weapons trader, you know, but. Yeah, because when they, especially when he leads them to the trader, um, the, the one frog trader, you think that's when he's going to turn. Sorry, Sam. Got to do it. I got to make my money somehow. But no, he's like a funny guy for the entire movie. I got five kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you should be out for all. Benny. But yeah, but then the story is also that this guy was the one who took care of Piper when all things went to shit, you know, and the world went to crap. You know, he was the only one there that actually bothered to try and raise Piper and was like a father figure to him. Yeah, and so he's important to you know he's important in that way, and yeah, he never turns. He's always sweet, you know, up until the end. Um, but we also get introduced to Bull, who is the second in command, the Commander Toady. <laughs> when he comes in, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on? Nothing. We're not doing anything over here." Hey, oh no, actually, hey. we're privately tra- uh, trading. That's not allowed. What the hey. fuck is going on? <laughs> You're shut down, motherfucker. He's like, "Oh man, this." Uh... Well, you can't. <laughs> Well, you can't forget the big ass pimp Leroy. You know that that frog sitting in the corner. You know with his yeah, big vest yeah. on and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> with the swimmer's goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just one bull. He takes uh, Spangle away to be a part of the harem for Commander Tony. I love it when he has Piper stringed up, and he's like, "What's this card piece you have on?" Uh, no, you don't want to take that off. You don't want to take that off. It's, it's, it's going to kill us all. It's got explosives in it. No, we're going to find out. <laughs> fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fucking just breaking in there with the chainsaw. And then when it starts going off, because now you have Spangle being seduced in a way by the harem to get ready for the dance of the three snakes. And they keep hitting her earrings, so now it's going off on his fucking copies. Like, fucking take it off, take it off, take it off. <laughs> Man, you are one weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he has to refuel for gas. <laughs> he has to refill it. Uh, and then when he takes it off, he's like, "See, there was no explosives." And then he's like, "They fucking lied to me." <laughs> And Boom. um, I get, I get <laughs> the smallest explosive. That small fucking. <laughs> it was like the smallest and, explosion. And uh, again, the original plot here was um, the, originally it was supposed to be Spangle was getting ready for the three snakes, 
But then also, um, one of the girls in the harem were going to be like, didn't they weren't sure if it was going to be Spangle or one of the other ones was going to be served up nude on a platter of vegetables to the other frogs, and there's going to be this big ass uh, scene of them just ripping this woman apart, you know, just the naked Ooh. woman apart while they're e- e- eating her alive. I would have liked that. Gosh, I would have loved that. You right? That yeah. would be so fucking boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't do it. They just they have her going into the dance of the three snakes, which is what arouses Commander Tony. Yeah. <laughs> fully erect. And his, My three and snakes are fully erect. See, yeah, like this, <laughs> these are the points where it's like, you know, I don't know. Like we said last week, it's like one of those points where it's like it could have been a trauma movie, right? And if this yes. was, mm-hmm. like how... Like, it would have been so different, and there's, like, a part of me that's like, God, it would have been so much better. But then there's a part of me that likes, like, the, the pure innocence behind the jokes that are here. Like, honestly, I wish, just like last week, I wish I would have found this movie when I was, like, a preteen, you know, when I was 10 or 11. <laughs> Hot chicks, a couple of boobs, sex, and Roddy Piper, okay? As a fucking kid, 10, 11 years old, I would have been jizzing in my pants. I would have been like, dude, you're fucking Roddy Piper. It's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, right there. You know, and, and yeah, no. So unfortunately, but that's I what I'm saying. Like the mind now. of an 11 year old, like the mind of an eighth yes, grader, yep. man. Like this mm-hmm. is everything. This is like the, the stuff that adolescent dreams are fucking made of, man. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and you also yeah, have. Uh, I mean, even the fucking. Go ahead. Yeah, but also you're talking about you know the vision of an eighth grader and stuff like that. The entire vision for this entire movie, like that was originally uh, given to Frank to write up. Okay, was literally one page of number one. You know, no, it was literally one page of just scribble shit by um, (laughs) the director of the movie. Jackson, go, you know, going, hey, you know, I got this idea for a movie. I want to make this. And he right. literally gave him this piece of paper full of a bunch of scribbles. And Frank looked at it and was like, I can give you a screenplay in a week. Yeah, and he was like, bullshit, I bet you $500. You can't fucking write a script in a week. <laughs> and he said, he goes, he didn't write it in a week. He wrote it in five days. <laughs> so less than a full week. Not surprising. It's a movie. That's a business week. That's a business week right there. Uh, just, but then you have Arabella who saves Sam Hell after Bull, and she's like, "Well, there's oh. one way that you can pay me back." And he's like, "What is that?" And she's like, "Come on, come on, give me some." He's like, "Why don't you put this bag on? And then we can talk." <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm down for it. Hey, listen. <laughs> It's just a little pick of mine. It's just something I I dig. Put this bag over your head and let's do it. And that that was after she rescues him the first time. Then when she shows up the second time to rescue him from being chained up and getting his codpiece chained off, you know, that's when, you know, he's like, how can I ever repay you? And she pulls the bag out of her pocket. (laughs) Not now. But it leads her to being killed too with that that uh, drill to the the chest, and I'm like, oh, Arabella, yeah. you know, you were so innocent. You just wanted to get and a little that piece. Thing, that thing was so like just it was there originally. Like if, if you if you watch when he first looks at the tools, right, you knew mm-hmm. that that yep. piece was getting used because every tool that was there was like in shit condition except for that shiny ass drill bit. 
<laughs> but he was using the right way. Um, so yeah, after the dance of the three snakes, that's when you have Piper running in there, you know, and saving Spangle from certain death from of Commander to- uh, Toit. So now you have this chase. See them things, man. They just show them fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 did make puppets for him. <laughs> oh come on! I want to see the snake get cut. <laughs> but you have also uh, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say because again, this original version that they had written was supposed to be way, you know, more gritty and stuff like that. More raunchy, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and New World, you know, tamed it all back down because they wanted an R rating. But uh, but then New World was like, no, let's just dial it back, dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they wanted a lot more raunchy of a script, but yeah, you have uh, Sam Hell running in there and saving Spangle from Captain Toad, you know, and getting back into the med tech, you know, car. Let's get the fuck out of here! And then, of course, Commander Toad's reading, uh, you know, giving chase. So it's a great kind of chase sequence, you know, between these two cars, where you have the Mad Max style car from the Frogs. 1962 Plymouth Belvedere. <laughs> there you go. I knew that was coming up. <laughs> Fucking monkey knowledge of cars. <laughs> but then you also but have yeah, this moment we, where this person shows up that was earlier in the movie wearing this fucking mask, um, you know, with a voice changer in it. You don't know who the fuck it is. And it turns out to be Devil. <gasps> I've come for you, Sam Hellman. Time to die. And it's like, all right, who is this? Oh, it's Devlin. He's here. Bring out the helmet. And, 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 and he's got his Rambo rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the Russian RPG. <laughs> yeah. You know, but of course, you know, uh, we have now a katana blade on Sam Hell, so we can use it against. Uh, uh, Devlin in this scene. But of course, <laughs> Devlin runs away. Devlin runs off after being stabbed by yeah. a fucking katana blade. He somehow managed to survive that and drop both the katana blade and his gun and run off into the desert. Of course. <laughs> That's how it always goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but that's also because now we're talking about, uh, you know, all these things that are shot in the Vasquez Rocks Park, which is pretty much like all your Star Trek shit that you watch and shit like that. You know, all, <laughs> yeah. all, 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 mm-hmm. you know, all your 70s TV shows, you know, from A-Team, Dukes of Hazard, Chips, even the fucking Incredible Hulk and, you know, one of my favorite movies, Death Race 2000, were all filmed in this fucking little area right here, you know, where, you know, you need high rocks, but you also need <laughs> sandy shit. We need something to throw somebody off of. Hey, let's go to those rocks right outside of Fontana. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, you can do it. It looks futuristic. <laughs> Nobody knows the difference. Um, but yeah, they, they give chase um, and eventually leads to Spangle saying, okay, we're, we're going to wait here. You go take care of everybody else. We're going to wait by the car. See you soon. <laughs> You you go That's be the man, do manly stuff. That's a good plan, Spangle. I'll see you later. You will out without your glasses on. Did I mention that? No? Okay, you do. All right, so anyway, I'm going to go do battle with Captain Toy. Totally should have kept those glasses on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely should have gotten rid of them. 
Um, but yeah, now you have this uh, battle with uh, Captain uh, Commander Toy and Sam Hell, where it's like this is the final punch drag down fight that we've been waiting for. There's nothing but hand to hands. That would be great if that music popped up. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah it's it's just, a, like you said, you know, not knock out, not you know, knock out slugfest going on. You know, here I was hoping Piper would shine some more with the fighting. I was really hoping, you know, Piper would at least be able. He to, like, had a fucking fight. suplex earlier. I was impressed with. Yeah, when he hit both <laughs> suplex, I was like, there it is. There's that wrestling move. <laughs> Yes, but, you know, unfortunately, he just wasn't really getting it. Go what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, you know, like I said from the start with this thing, I was really, I was expecting a more champy-esque, something more in the, in the veins of things that we would see, you know, when we see Hogan in movies. And, you know, like I mm-hmm. said, again, yeah. Would They Live, which turned out to be a very smart film. Um, I love it, yeah. You know, they, uh, this obviously doesn't have that same intelligence level, but we're still seeing a level of acting come out of Piper that I, I for one, found unexpected, you know. Even with it not being serious content, I still found the guy to be, be entertaining to watch without him having to resort to being a wrestler. Oh, but come on, we have that yeah. they live fucking 20-minute knockdown dragout fight between Keith David and fucking Ronnie Piper, which had a lot of ball yeah, but- shots. Put the glasses yeah, on. That, no. Yeah, but that 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 scene is fucking epic, man. That like that that is like one of those you know all time Hollywood moments. Okay, it's like you know, it, it really is. And, oh my god, I'm not I'm not arguing. <laughs> Compared to the fight with Commander Tote and this fight, and they live. Yeah, no, they live wins every time. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, the ultimate <laughs> fight. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, the one thing I glossed over is the fact that there was two missile strikes that uh, Hell had heard, and the one missile strike was against the car, the med tech car. And he's like, oh, they're all dead, so now I have nothing to go with. So I might just, just go to the battle with Commander Toy, you know, on this cliff side. Uh-huh. We're fighting for supremacy over this fucking samurai sword that I have. <laughs> when he knocks Commander Toy over the cliff, you're like, holy shit. Who's going to win? You know it's going to be fucking Sam Hell. Like, <laughs> Commander Toy has got nothing. And Commander Toy loses his hand and falls to his death. <laughs> With those fucking eyes like, still open. <laughs> like a Disney movie. The, the villain yeah. falls to his death. <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that the eyes don't move at all when he falls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But we have a disheartened Hell... Got, turning back to the dead eyes. <laughs> frog eyes. <laughs> frog eyes. Frog eyes. <laughs> you know, disheartened hell, returning back to the vehicle. It's all aflame. It's all on smoke and shit like that. Funny enough, the, the, now that the, the entire thing is blown up, you see there's only one seat originally in that car, even though they were all <laughs> sitting in seats earlier. But go figure. Okay. The steering wheel is still car. there. <laughs> But, you know, now that all the bad guys have been taken care of. Only if you're sitting in the driver's seat. (laughs) (laughs) Nice school. (laughs) But, you know, then all the girls come out. Oh, hell, you saved us all. Blah, 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 blah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God you're here. He was like, hey, did you ever have a problem? (laughs) 
I knew I was going to make it. What's going on, girls? <laughs> and since I followed all of you, Spangle, I'm going to give you a big kiss. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So, okay. so they all load up into so they all load up into the toady mobile and start head, heading back to civilization. Right. <laughs> you know what Spangle? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you have Sandhill driving the car, like he's driving at this point. So you have Spangle on the passenger seat, and she's gripping all on him, like, "Oh, Sandhill, I love you." And he's like, "I know, baby, I know. It's cool." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, like, you know, now your work's really gonna start." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds like a sitcom ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, after his work's done, they should take a two-week leave together, you know, which Hell would really like. But then he's like, what work? I like that. And then she points to, <laughs> and then she points to the back of the seat, <laughs> and all the girls wave. And then Piper looks at the camera and says, a soldier's work is never done. <laughs> I mean, he's got five girls that he's has to plow now. <laughs> There's five women that he's going to have to plow and getting impregnated. He's like, no problem. I'm handling this. Like, you know, it's not going to be a problem. Well, things we then do, we things we do for our country, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I will say, that though, was the line that, that I love that. The, uh, the choice, it, it was such a common weapon in the 80s, the choice of the, the, the rocket launcher uh, with like, the front-loaded missile. Uh, such a common weapon RPG in, in films of that time. That's not a rocket launcher. That's an RPG. So it's a rocket propelled no, grenade. You, excuse me. Yeah, that's whoa, whoa, get it right. Whoa, whoa. Get, get your weapon right. As, as as much as you love your Rambo movies, Doc, you ought to know that one. <laughs> it was on the fucking cover of Rambo Two, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not from the hip. <laughs> <laughs> the dot from the hip. I hung up on you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the soldier's work is never done. Line, you know, them driving off, you know, knowing that he's got to fuck these five women and get them pregnant. But then he's going to take a two week vacation off. You know, Sentinella might be there. She might not. I'd rather she be there because, God damn it, she's so much hotter than Spangle. But that's my choice. <laughs> and she can't oh, get pregnant. Yeah. You can fuck her all you want. She's not going to get pregnant. She's infertile. <laughs> Isn't that the one you want? That's my favorite <laughs> <You know>? kind. <laughs> she fully says it. I'm infertile. I can't get pregnant. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, so we're good to go. Please. <laughs> It's a, it, I mean, we. It, it's one of those things, though, like talking about this whole movie with Roddy Piper, because I know he was in this movie, he was in there with, I can't think of any other movies he was in, and it kind of makes me wonder why Hulk Hogan became the darling of cinema, like, especially in 89, when he was in No Holds Barred, and then he was in Suburban Commando, and all these other movies, it's like, it's just, it's Hulk Hogan being Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper could act. Like, he actually what, what, gave something to you. Yeah, Wasn't he in one of the three Hulk, ninja movies? Yes, he was. Uh, the third one, I think it was. <laughs> he, was also in, he was also in Suburban Commando. And, he was uh, Thunderlips in Rocky Three. There was, yes, yes. That was years, years prior, man. Um, and there was another one, too, that he was like the, the nanny of the house or some shit. Mr. Like a Mr. Mm-hmm. Mom type of 
the deal. I can't remember the name of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like regardless of whether Piper could act or not, you know, the fact is Hulk Hogan was the face of everything at that time. You know, you couldn't even yeah. as a if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. You were hard pressed to not see Hulkamania somewhere. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things because it's it's Roddy could act, you know he can show you that he can act, and Hulk Hogan was just being Hulk Hogan in these movies. That's all you got. You didn't get you know Terry Bollea. You got fucking Hulk Hogan in all these movies that he acted in. At least Roddy was giving you something, you know, to, to go off of. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah, Macho Man was nowhere to be found in these movies. Nobody wanted him in these movies. Because yeah. <laughs> you actually look, look up Roddy Piper's uh, acting list. It's like he, he actually has a bunch of credit to his name. Not not just acting, but also voice acting as well. Mm-hmm. What else has he done? And not he, – he was in a bunch of, other, like, just other movies. I, you you got to look up the list, man. But it's like <laughs> well, – That's your research, but, monkey. <laughs> That's why I said, if you go look up on IMDb, but he also did voice acting in a lot of video games and stuff like that, but not just as Roddy Piper in WWE games. He also did voice acting and cartoons and video games and stuff like that as actual char- characters that were not Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. He was always a talent that I loved, even as a kid. I mean, I was a huge Piper fan, being at a very young age. You know, two people that I and the ghoul knows this. It was Macho Man and it was Roddy Piper. Those are my two guys because they were both villains, but they both played that card really well. You know, Roddy had the voice; he was like the maze on the mic. But then you had Macho Man, who just fucking sold everything. <laughs> it just doesn't matter whatever he was doing. He was hopped up on cocaine, and he gave the best fucking promos that he could back in the eighties. <laughs> you know, and it's it's an era that's gone now. We'll never get back. You're right, man. Yeah, it's, we're never gonna get back. You know, <laughs> that era of wrestling. You know, but that was also well, the era when you know everything was coming together and just becoming a big, huge brand too. Right, guys. Yeah, no, no, it's, a lot of it was coming together at that point. Like, they didn't really know what they were doing at that point. That's when Roddy, you know, had his time in WWE when he first started. Um, he didn't really know what he was doing. Like, when he was in Piper's Pit, it was all improvised. It wasn't scripted. Um, he did that one with, I think it was Johnny Williams. I don't, I don't know if it was Johnny Williams or not, but the one where it was completely improvised, where he beat the shit out of fucking Johnny Williams and Piper's Pit. Is it just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. Look, the most famous <laughs> one, you know, him hitting fucking Jimmy Snuka Snuka. with a coconut. <laughs> you want a coconut? You want a coconut? Yep. Banana? Here's a banana, you know? <laughs> now, I mean, it was all in case, you know, there, there is a cool series that's available for Hulu right now called The Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring, yep. It was mm-hmm. produced by Viceland, and I've been, uh, been watching some yeah, they, of that. And that is some fascinating too. stuff, man. It really is. The Chris Ben Watt series is fucking amazing. They've been showing that dark side of the ring on the Vice Network. Yeah, so that's what you're checking out. All right, so, uh, Doc, next week it is your pick. What do you have for us? Uh, 
in the opposite direction that the 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 ghoul choose to go this week, given the current state of the universe. Uh, I am going in the opposite direction, all the way once again uh, to the far, far east, where we are going to take a look at none other than uh, 1996's uh, Hong Kong flick, Ebola Syndrome. What the fuck? Ebola Syndrome? Ebola Syndrome. Ebola syndrome. Okay. E- All right. Ebola. So. Ebola. Syndrome. Syndrome. Yes. And it's a Korean Ebola film? syndrome. E- Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Ebola? Okay. Ebola? Ebola syndrome. Cool. You probably don't remember, <laughs> but you've seen this. Ebola syndrome. Okay. Well, I know I never have. So this will be a first time for me. Oh, shit. <laughs> you found, a, well, you found a movie that the king has a when the doc says that, it means that we were high when we watched it. Oh, we, we <laughs> definitely were, but you have definitely seen this one. Well, I mean, it can't get any worse than Bun Man, so all right, let's bring on Ebola Syndrome next week. Who's the director? Bun Man. Uh, Herman Yeo. Herman Yeos. Okay. All right, Yeo. so there you go. Yeo. You know what I find just Yeo, great? Yeo. And, Doc, honestly, I would have never seen the movie if it wasn't for you. But, dude, there is some <laughs> real fucking hardcore, hardcore fucking cult following for Pontypool, dude. Like, when you look there at is. It, there is such a hardcore following. That, like, yep. People that love Pontypool, they love it to a level that it's like just... Oh, my God. You're so right. Yeah, I, I don't they know, man. They fucking worship I, I, this movie. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. That's what I mean. I feel like I, I feel like, and that was not from the category of, not from the category of films that I picked (laughs) that I know were going to be awful on purpose. Like I was, I had high hopes for that. I feel like I had heard good things, and it was a huge letdown. Yeah, and it's (laughs) after after we watched that movie. When I went online and checked out everybody's review of it, people on my Facebook page were like, "Fucking Pontypool rules." I'm like, "What? Did we watch the same movie?" Because I feel like we didn't watch it. And they're like, no, dude, it's so good. It's like the ultimate zombie movie. You don't even get it, bro. And I'm like, no, I do. I just don't get it. <laughs> you know, what am I missing? <laughs> watch it again. I'm like, I'm never watching it again. No, watch it again. I'm like, no, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> One was enough. But it's got a huge following. People love Pontypool. And I was like, all right, well, that's fine. <laughs> you know, but it's amazing. So, is there a huge problem for Ebola syndrome? We'll find out next week on the show. Maybe there is. Maybe there's a bunch <laughs> okay. of people out there that are like, Ebola syndrome is the best fucking movie ever. Hong Kong, baby. Woo! We'll find out. Ebola syndrome! All right. So, again, Doc, thank you so much for the pick, and we'll see you back here next week. Yeah, man. I'll be here. All right. Monkey, again, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is the monkey saying thanks for listening. Let me come in your ear tonight and wash your hands, wash your ass, keep your shit clean. I'm out. Goddamn right. <laughs> Stay home if you can. Stay home if you don't have to go out. <laughs> Biggest advice we can give. All right, so uh, go if you want to hit us with that plug again because I feel like we have a little bit of time. So why don't you give us that plug for the company that Bonnie is representing, even in terms of the coronavirus? 
Well, again, as always, you know, Talking Terror is brought to you by Bonfire Bead Designs. Get your jewelry, accessories, and natural gemstone jewelry at Bonfire Bead Designs. Go to Etsy and then put in the search engine, all in one word, Bonfire Bead Designs. It's spelled how it sounds. It's phonetic, okay? So spell it phonetically. And you'll get to it, and then buy stuff from it because that makes her happy, which then makes her make me happy. And a happy me is just a happy everybody. Um, <laughs> and I walk, a happy ghoulie to a happy talking With a smile on my face, my neighbor looks at me, he smiles, and then he goes on down the road. He smiles at somebody else, and see, it just it just goes from there. So that's how we spread happiness. If you buy something from Bonfire Bee Designs, you'll get laid too. I can almost guarantee it. You know, she'll either lay you because she loves it. She'll lay you because you thought of something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anything can happen. The sky's the limit when you shop at Bonfire Beat Designs, okay? I'm, I'm, I kid you not. Just go there. Excellent. Listen, right. just talking about it is making the monkey grunt, okay? Do you hear the monkey I'm really, grunt right now? I bet you, I bet you right now. If she checked his pant leg oh. right now, it would be soaking wet. There would be jism, monkey jism running down his leg and poop falling out of his butt because he can't control his rectum. There's so much apologies right now. Because that's what happens when happiness spreads. It spread to me, and I was a happy monkey, and, uh, and I, I'm, spreads I'm, to his rectum. I'm good now. I'm good now. <laughs> uh, thanks. <He's> good. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't need to go that far. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's the king's favorite fucking song, man. He loves the it. Lion King. Oh, that movie was such a fucking drag. Oh, my God. I don't know how they made it through yeah. that movie. There was alcohol involved, I know. <laughs> that's the only way I made it through that movie. All right. So, anyway, want to hear us with that uh, famous catchphrase before we close out, cool. Stay scared, everybody. Be well to each other. Again, stay home. You know, unless it's absolutely necessary to go uh, to, to get whatever your needs are. And then at that point, again, just stay away from people. Keep your distances. Be fucking clean. If you're sick, stay home. Again, please. Yeah, and I'm right. Stop this shit. Yeah. Man. We're going to get through this together, everybody. We're going to make it through. We're going to defeat the coronavirus, and we're going to come out all the much better for it. So stay home. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. Hail Satan. Hail Odorous. Hail yourselves. We'll see you back here next week. Good night, everybody. A coconut? Here's a coconut. Want a banana?